Mouse and Weens, this is episode 61. 61. Wow. We've made it past the Hump. past the halfway. Hump. Yeah. We're humping along here. How are you, Hi, Weens? everybody. Oh, well, sorry. I was addressing uh. <laughs> an audience of two. No? Right. Yeah. Okay. Or three. No. Sure. Millions. Many, many. You know, I recently got to uh, look at our stats. Let's not talk about our stats. But it's great. I think okay. it's Thank good. you guys yes. for caring and I listening know. and we have a lot of good pals out there. Yes, thank you. So thank you. Even if it's a one-sided pal, we know who you are. <laughs> we love you. She said ween. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have recently, I've got the mouse here in my uh, Los Angeles cottage abode. That's right. You're I'm in town. I am. What for? I am. I was here for a conference. I went to a women in podcasting conference called Work It!, it was work, like W-E-R-K, and you, meanwhile, were at W-R-O-R-K. W-O-R. <laughs> work. Work, yeah. But no, it was a great conference. It was, um, they were very cool. They gave me a scholarship to come, actually, which was wonderful. And uh, I was able to sit in on all of the lectures and meet lots of people and get really inspired about how to take podcasting to the next level, a lot of NPR types, a lot of marketing um, stuff. And yeah, it was it was really fun. Met. And it wasn't NPR type, it was actually NPR well, yeah. people. Yeah. And, and wasn't it a lot of the big podcasts out there? Yeah, a lot of the big podcasts, right? Yeah. And I Spotify met. hosted it. Um, Some of it, no, Luminary hosted, Luminary. but Spotify hosted a party. Castbox hosted a party. So yeah, it was fun. It was neat getting to meet. And what was your English. highlight? My highlight was besides you being there in Thank the evenings. You. I would pop work. in occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a room in the Ace Hotel there, which was a very cool, kind of deconstructed. Yeah, like if a, you want, I can play some of the music that was on the record player. I don't want to digress, but okay, keep talking. Yeah, they had a cool record player in there. It looked very seventies. There was like a mustard colored. Wait, here's the rug. music. Yeah. It was very cool. Yeah, see, and you could just sit and write and like we did zone out and listen to the city sounds. It was cool. Yeah, and we did. So your great. highlighted event. All right. So after Ween's being there, um, I took her to the nighttime parties with me. And the one hosted by Spotify was over at the Nomad Hotel nearby. We scooted over on scooters, which was super Actual fun. scooters. Yeah, the kind you pay for with a little app. They're all Just over. Just a couple of dorks in somewhat high heels and dorks in skirts <laughs> on these things. Just going, we're late. Come on, get on there. Like, how do you turn this fucking thing on? I and know. then scooting down the road with no helmets in the middle of downtown LA. I know, sideswiping homeless people. I almost ran into Domino's Pizza delivery guy on a bike (laughs) because I was trying to record you because I thought it was funny. (laughs) Going 
going over. I don't think we're supposed to even be on the sidewalk. We're not supposed to be on the sidewalk. The road was so much more scary, so we went on the sidewalk instead. It was pretty wide. but Just then, hitting those humps. Yeah, there were tree roots growing, and we were, like, catching air, and our purses were flying <laughs> off of our sides. <laughs> Boing! It was great. It was funny. It yeah. was fun, though. But we made it there, went up to the party. It was on a rooftop, and... Um, we're milling around and kind of taking pictures. And I was handing by the, I was handing by the snack <laughs> guy, standing by the snack man who would come out with all the oysters and the little, you know, catered trays. Yeah. What do you call that? I know. We kept catching him like right by the exit. I would point. just smile big and make eye contact, and then he'd come over. Yes, please. I know. We're <laughs> I hungry. Everything. I think he started Starting. learning. He'd just come straight to us. Yeah, but he was nice. Uh, but anyway, we were kind of on our way, like, okay, we've, you know, mingled a little, walked around a little, and we we're almost heading out to the ex- exit, and that's right when I saw Georgia Hardstark walk by, and she went up to the bar and ordered a drink, and I was like, ah, grabbed you by the shoulder, I'm like, come on, and I walked up to her and said hi, and introduced ourselves, and she was so sweet, and if you guys don't know, Georgia Hardstark is half of the... Uh, I think it's like the number three podcast out there, like ever, uh, My Favorite Murder. And she's the co-host and looked her up later and she they get 19 million downloads a month. I mean, that's a crazy audience. It's yeah. nuts. Nuts. Anyway, super nice, really sweet woman. You had impressions of her. You were. Yeah, I didn't know who she was, so I had no preconceived idea. But yeah, very sweet. Yeah. Super nice and very, you know, present. Mm-hmm. Very smiley. Uh, we told her that we had just interviewed her friend, Chris Fairbanks, who has another podcast with her co-host, Karen Kilgariff. So she said, oh, you guys know Chris. And so that was sweet. And she... So um, we're best friends with Chris, yeah, yeah. actually. <laughs> we just like bum rushed her. <laughs> no, he, they were all so sweet. Everybody seems very down very to earth. Nice. And, you know, I explained to her that she was kind of the reason why I got into podcasting. And she was the first one that I listened to, really. But it was not even my favorite murder. It was the one before that, which was a Slumber Party with Allie in Georgia. Because I was a new mom and my favorite radio show went off the air. And I just liked that kind of chat style. And they had that, the Slumber Party one. And then there's eventually, um, I ran out of episodes too, because they kind of put it on hiatus. Yeah. And I started searching for one like it, and there's nothing out there like it. I really couldn't find another good one that I really liked. So, so now you love Mouse and Weeds. So we started ours. That's when I talked to you. And so we could do this. Let's just talk. We have so many funny stories and whatever. Let's get it all. We do not have 19 million downloads, we but that's for murder. We can start talking about yeah. how I'd like to murder certain people. <laughs> Good that's, Lord. Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Talk about who we want to murder. My favorite want to murder. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it was. Yeah, she was awesome. I she really was very cool. She acknowledged like, you know, that she can't believe her luck and, you know, just bought a house and she's making, uh, they just made a podcast network and I mean, it worked. She's, and I told her, I go, you're, you made it. You did it. You're in that like top 1% of people that can live off this and do it. And she's like, I know my husband and I were just talking about that the other night. And yeah, super humble and thankful and down to earth and very cool and cute and laughed at a couple of our our jokes. (laughs) So that was good validation. So we like her. Hi, Georgia. Thank you for uh, being sweet. That was good. So that was my big... 
highlight. And then the next night, you met up with me again at the end of the whole conference. And um, there was a closing party at another bar. And we went and met lots of fun people. And then the end of the evening, you want to tell the story? Here, you tell this one. Oh. We went to the closing party, and then I showed up. We went together, and you said, I want you to meet this. The MC of the whole event was super cool, and she's looks Egyptian, and she's really this strong woman, and I want you to meet her. I think you'd like her. Yeah. And then we saw her at the party, and then you go, come on, let's let me introduce you or whatever. Yeah. Or I wanna, you didn't know, but... Can yeah. I just explain to you what she did on stage? So she's a rapper. Her name's Dessa. Dessa, and I didn't know her name. But I just knew she had like a cool hairstyle and she always wore leather and she would kind of walk and talk with her hands and her shoulders and her neck and she'd squat down and get really into her points and she just had a really neat way about her. It was just like some energy aura thing. And yeah, so when I saw her across the room, I'm like, Weens, let's go meet her. I really think you should meet her. I don't know why I said that or thought it, but it was like a big, huge uh, goal of mine to... Yeah. Have you talked to her? So we went over and I said, I know you. You did the TED Talk. And it was a very influential TED Talk that she did. And I love the TED Talks. And she had one. um, I will read you something because I just pulled it up. She has a TED Talk on basically, here's a NPR synopsis. This rapper tried to use neuroscience to get over her ex. So her whole thing is like she reached out and said, how do I get over this guy? And actually had a neuroscientist call her. And she came across a TED Talk by Helen Fisher. And then um, used, they ended up using a type of brain scan, like an MRI, and looked into the brains of love-struck people. And started to notice that certain parts of their brain were active. And then... You can watch the TED Talk on Dessa to find out how she did it to get over this ex. Yeah, it was kind of like they gave her signals when some part of the brain would light up to uh, kind of get it to stop lighting up, right? They were kind of giving her things yeah. to make her not think about the ex when those areas would light up. It was really interesting, and I was floored. I was just standing there listening to you guys go nuts over the study, and I couldn't believe that you knew who she was just out of the blue. Yeah. That was so wild. But we ended up sitting there talking to her for like a half hour. minutes or something. Yeah. She's great. Yeah. She was great. Really attentive and like, okay, tell me your story. Let's hear it. Yeah. Like, oh, so you have a guy that you... I have a similar situation where this person is still somehow lodged in the archives, the bowels of the brain. Yes. The left side of her head is lighting up right now. Yeah. It's glowing through her ear. It's hard to get over... uh, yeah, someone who's been in your life for a long time, and how do you do it in a healthy way That's where right. you're not obsessive and want to reach out and think about them a lot? Right. So maybe right. some people are better about it. You, your theory was what? move on, just find someone else. Well, easier said than done. I remember when Dave and I went through our breakups. I mean, he was my guy. He was my number one guy, and I just knew it. And there's no way to get past that and over it and substitute it with anyone else. So. I don't know. I don't have any good answers, but yeah, luckily that one kind of worked out for me. But It says here, in one study, participants learned to turn up a brain region linked to motivation and focus, and other patients with depression were able to alleviate some of their symptoms. But scientists doing this research said there's a <sighs> research, sorry, <laughs> could ne- neurofeedback provide a balm for broken hearts? 
Mm. So it's EEG neurofeedback sessions. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's supposed to help your brain escape the rut of romantic obsession. So if someone is obsessed over somebody, what should they do? Should they call this scientist and try to get in the study and do this this protocol? Well, Dessa's brain was scanned um, by the Center for Magnetic Resonance Research at the University of Minnesota. Oh. So, yeah. Go to Minnesota. You can go to... Get um, in their lab. No big deal. Easy peasy. Follow Skunk Bear NPR's science show on YouTube or Facebook and fill out the short survey so they can more learn more about you and the kind of stories you're interested <laughs> ah, in. I'm scared. Or find Dessa's new book, My Own Devices. Oh, cool. And okay. you can watch her perform NPR's Tiny Desk series, too. Yeah. Look okay. at that. Yeah. So we got to what meet a her gift. and she was she was super cool. I, that was like the icing on the cake. The whole thing came together. We each got to meet kind of one of our idols, and it was great. Big, big fun, big nights. And meanwhile, you were uh, working on your TV show and then staying in the loft where I was, and then you had um, our friend Guitar Dan staying here with your kitty. Yeah. He house sits and cat sits and then borrows your... Um, Recording equipment. recording equipment, so it's like the perfect uh, situation. But um, yeah, so we just got back and he was here, so we did some recording with him. Do you want to cut that in here? Yeah. All right, all right. We're gonna hear guitar Dan. Before we hear him, let's put in a promo from one of our friends' podcasts. So here we go with that and with guitar Dan Mahoney. <laughs> Hey, this is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. All right. We are here with Dan Mahoney. Hi, Dan. Hi, hi. <laughs> We're in Ween's living room uh, with blankets everywhere. We made a makeshift studio because uh, they were goofing around with music, and we decided to record. But Dan was just playing this gorgeous little... Diddy of a song we all know and love. Will you play it real quick? Sure. Okay. Cricket just uh, Jiminy floated Cricket. through here. It was, Jiminy it was lovely. Jiminy rolling over in his grave. <laughs> no, it was Aww. beautiful. So I was asking, like, how do you play the chords with the melody on top? And you were telling me, uh, tell me what you told me. That was so cool. Right. Well, there's the melody and there's the chords. Um, and I was saying, I see it. You asked me if I see it like... What did you? What was the analogy? Yeah. Do you see the notes on a page as if it's if it's visual? Yeah, right. visual. And I said, 
I don't really see it more visual. I think of it as kind of a math problem, which isn't for everyone. I don't, and and I've talked to other musicians who who see it differently. But uh, I see every every note is a number, and every uh, so every chord is a number too, and then every note has a corresponding chord. So I see the I see the chord progression underneath it, and the melody on top. And then okay. you try to put it all together at the same time. Sometimes. Dang. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. And so Dang. each chord you play has the the note of the melody is the highest note mm-hmm. on uh, on all the chords. And I used to do this in lessons too. We would have a melody and chord section where a certain song would be chosen, and then I would have to go spend a week trying to put together a, a little arrangement and so i have a i have a bunch of those little cool arrangements that i like to break out okay yeah Neat. all right <laughs> okay well we were gonna play a little game too here with dan um all about try to stump what do we what do you want to call the hump? stump the hump yeah. stump um, the man <laughs> The Dan Man. <laughs> Guitar Dan. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. It's something it's like that. It's the jukebox game. Yay! Oh, okay. All right. So I got. Um, I wrote this on our social media real quick and said if anybody has some requests, we'll shout them out. So um, we have one from Mickey, and it's Lizzo's Truth Hurts. Oh, oof. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My uh, modern pop is not up to date, although I love Lizzo. I have heard her new album and I love it. I love it. I really do. Yeah. But uh, I haven't listened to it enough to like ret- okay, ret- 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 retain all of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me hear. We're going to do like a sponsor ad. And can you, you could probably figure it out pretty quickly. I, I'll listen to it and I'll do what I can. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So you go to the other room. Well, we'll continue our podcast. Will you figure it out? In five minutes, Dan will figure it out. Let's give him the Dan challenge. Okay, Dan challenge coming up. Or we could do it right now. Do you want to just do it in real time? We can try it. Okay, let's just do it in real time. All right. Lizzo. And what's it? Truth Hurts. Oh, Truth yeah, that's hurts. number one. Mm-hmm. Ready? Here's how it goes. The charts. Oh, this is cool. This is cool. Her, her album is really good. Really? Yeah. 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 All right. Pause okay. it. songs can be tricky but that had a, a pretty good uh, melody to all right so 
Mickey, are you satisfied that was for you? <laughs> a little shout out for Mickey. She is a um, spin instructor, so she loves okay. Lizzo. She'll play that. Okay, next we have one from Michelle Ann. She went to high school with me. Um, she writes, does it have to be page 13? I don't know what that means. A little Afro Man Colt 45 would sound great acoustically. <laughs> Colt 45. What is it? Colt 45. Colt 45. You know that song? Two zigzags? Oh, yeah. You don't know this? Colt 45 and two zigzags, baby, that's all we need. We can go to the park after dark and smoke that tumbleweed. As the marijuana burn, we can take our turn singing them dirty rap songs. Stop and hit the bong like Cheech and Chong, selling tape from here to Hong Kong. So roll, roll, roll your joint, pick out the seeds and stamps. High as hell, rolling through Palmdale on my caddy ring. No, do be the Cadillac Coupe de Ville. If my tapes and CDs just won't sell, I know that none will. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have played that before. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. Nice, nice, nice. Do you have one? All right. Um. I'm going to give you, uh, do you know The Scientist by Coldplay? Ooh, that's, I'm always my go-to. From the guys at Squishy Bishop's Erratic Spectacular Podcast. 
Go to Spotify backslash Podbeans oh, backslash iTunes backslash SoundCloud backslash <laughs> Google Play. Hi, Mom, <laughs> says Tom Cobb. Am I supposed to read all that stuff? No. Oh, that was a lot of info, but okay. Well, t- do that. I know this song. It's been a while, but I'll do my best. Really? Let's call Dave and have him be on the, oh, yeah. on the mic over the phone. We get some rules to follow. This and that, these and those. No one knows. pills to swallow how they stick in your throat no one knows oh I forget exactly how that part goes Nice. Here, I'm going to put on... There you go, Mr. Cobb. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Cobb. I'm going to... Here, I'll do Facebook Live. Ooh. Ready? Oh, God. I know. I'm not prepared for this one. I just rubbed on my eye. Start live video. Ready? Okay. All right. This is where we recorded a live Facebook video and posted it. It's in our Mouse and Weens group, so you need to go to Facebook, search Mouse and Weens, make sure it's group, not the page, and um, we'll add you, and then you can see the whole video of uh, this whole Stump Dan the Guitar Man in progress, so it was really fun. All right, then we continue on, so enjoy the rest of our episode. Okay. Yeah. Back. A little guitar Dan Mahoney action. I know. He'll also put his links and stuff, SoundCloud and all that. Yeah, he's on SoundCloud and YouTube, did he say too? Yeah. And then we'll you find can hear our collaborative efforts on julianagle.com <laughs> backslash art of freelance. Art of freelance. That's where we did a collaborative songs together. That's right. Yeah. I wrote them, he came on and performed them, and then we kind of worked them out together. Yeah, really cute. What are you going to do with that? You should put it... Same as I do with everything. I have an idea. Let's put it on Patreon and make it something that people can get as a bonus. What do you think? Sure. So we started a Patreon page, folks, for those of you who would like to be kind of the Inside Scoop members and hear our archived uh, episodes. We have taken our first season and we have moved a portion of it over to Patreon and we're just making it bonus material. We also have a couple other bonus episodes we haven't released yet. Um, we were a little sensitive about the material and we didn't want to, um, you know, hurt feelings put and world. put it out in a public space quite yet. But I think if we do it on Patreon, then it will be 
um, you know, members only. So please come to our patreon.com backslash Madison Weens page and um, you can become a mem- member by signing up and get some bonus material. We have an idea for hats, so that will be coming soon. So please come over there. But, my theory um, is with the hats, yeah. there was a wonderful guy, uh, oh my gosh, let's see his last name, but he's the stunt coordinator on the hit show The Rookie, and his name is Dan, David, whoops, David, <laughs> fuck, I'm so bad, excuse my French, with this, David, do you see anyone named David here that might be a rookie person? No, here. Boy, do I know how to kill a mood. David Roden, R-O-W-D-E-N, David Roden, stunt coordinator on the hit show The Rookie, said that he, he said, well, I wanted to hand out business cards and, you know, you try to get gigs because we're all freelance-ish. And uh, he said, I decided to put The Rookie embroidered on cool-looking hats and then it says stunt coordinator on the back. Mm. Now that's a calling card. Now everybody on the crew almost wears those hats because wow. they're have cool his phone looking. Number on it? How is or contact information? His name? I don't think so, but I think it just says stunt stunt coordinator. So how are they going to know to contact him? I think you would have to look up the show, and I don't know. Hmm. I mean, maybe there's a phone number inside. I didn't see. Right. But yeah. okay, so we'll take that a step further. Mouse and Weens hats, but they have to look cool. That's right. And we will give them out as our calling card into the world. And also, what do, you, what do you want to put phone numbers in the back? No, no, no. We'll do a little uh, special thing for, for members only. Members only. Members only. There you go. Yeah. But right, hey, cool. speaking of David, um, depending on how much time we have, let's think about putting in his interview. You got some really cool no, stories from him. Oh. That's not the stunt coordinator from oh, the oh, special oh. effects whose oh, name is Robert. Okay. Do you remember Robert's last name? No. Great. Either do I. <laughs> His name was Robert, or otherwise known as Bob Calvert. Bob Calvert. That's it. And Bob is such a sweetheart. He's on the hit show The Rookie also doing special effects. He's the head of the department there. And um, yeah, it's always interesting. I love special effects because they are fun. That's you could blow things up. You could do many fun things. They create the smoke. That... Let's just let him tell you. So cool. Here we go. I am here with Bob Calvert. And he is Special Effects Coordinator. And can you tell the listeners out there what what is your job? What does your job entail? I'm a mechanical special effects man. Um, our, our, basically we do fire, wind, rain, snow, sleet, mud, volcanoes. Um, ash. We do all the elements. We do explosions, bullet hits on walls, bullet hits on cars. <sighs> Things as simple as elevator doors and water gags and onset uh, sur- uh, su- set surface. <laughs> He's also drunk. No, <laughs> it's nine in the morning. It's nine in the morning, and I've had a fifth of bourbon. <laughs> That's what happens when you're working with the elements all the time, right? <laughs> That's the fact. So, I mean, this sounds like, for people who don't know what you do, too, this is, like, fascinating. I think it's fascinating to purpose. If you do know, everybody wants to be in special effects. You want to blow things up, and right? Yeah, I think, I think uh, it definitely has an appeal. 
the, the coolest part is they'll ask us, hey, we want to have a toaster that, that picks itself up off the ground, goes across the room, gets at the end of the room, blows up, and then green ooze comes out of it. And I, I look them in the eye and say, you got it when you need it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really, really kind of the job is, is, to, is to create these weird things that you just can't buy off the store. That is so fun. Now, do you have cool stuff around your house? Um, I keep my house really simple. My shop has very cool stuff. And what is the most interesting thing or the most fun thing that you've done in your career? Am I asking you too many questions? Okay. I can tell you that... He put his head in his hands. (laughs) I can tell you that the weirdest thing, I had to do this gag where where it was on X-Files, and they wanted to have... Um, they wanted to show this this lung surgery, and this and David Duchovny has worms that are in his chest, in his lungs, and they wanted to see the worms get sucked out of his chest, go run down the tubes, and then go into a container full of worms. And I built this gag that was a vacuum gag, and that you could suck the worms through the tube. And I kind of had it, you know, in a, what I did was I, one tube went inside the, the body that you couldn't see through the tube. So that's where the tube, the, where they entered. And then the other side came out where the clear tube side is. And it worked really great in the shop, worked really great on the day. And the, as soon as we started filming, it wouldn't work. So... I, I thought, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So I told them, just roll. I'm ready. And they go, okay, Bob. And so then um, they say action. And I got on the tube and I started sucking, you know, pulling the Ooh. pulling the worms through the tube uh-huh. into my mouth. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Chewing them and then sucking more. And uh, they were mealworms. And These are big. They're pretty good size. They're probably like an inch and a half long. And they're about a eh, three sixteenths in diameter. So I sucked those through there. And and I didn't mind taking one for the team. But then I looked over at Jillian Anderson. She was just standing there looking at me. <laughs> and so and she's like, Bobby's he's sucking the worms into his mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, <coughs> Yeah, did we get it? They go, no, we have to go again. No! <laughs> oh, so, my God. So, so I was taking one for the team, but... but Not twice. Had, but twice. So, anyway, we did it again, and it oh, worked. Yeah. Bob. See, this is what you do in the that's, film business. Yeah, get the shot. I mean, that's the job. Get the shot, whatever it takes. Don't you feel like that really is... It's always whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. You absolutely agree. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Do you want to share anything else that you think is cool? I don't know. <laughs> See, we'll in there. <laughs> okay, we'll end there. Thank, Thank you. Me. There's Bob. You can look him up on IMDb and see all of his other things that he's done. Bye. Bye. Oh, dude, what do you think? Crazy. The uh, X Files story. The X Files. David Duchovny. But. <laughs> You just added an extra syllable in there. I can't talk these days. David Duchovny. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, we used to watch that in real time, Dave and I, when we were dating. And I wonder if I would remember that episode. I kind of want to look it up now, now mm-hmm. that I know. Let's find out if any of you hot fans of Mouse Wings know the episode he's talking about of The X-Files. Please let us know. Yeah, sci-fi. Maggots coming out of someone's mouth. Ugh, crazy. Honk. I know. Yeah, well, anyway, that's a fun job. Yeah, yeah. Also stunts on the film set. Other favorite job that if I were to, I keep trying to ask David Roden, I'm always asking um, if I can join the stunt department because I'm kind of older. Older. Do it. Do it. He's sweet and I think it's, it's like anything in the film business, it feels like you're, if you try to change departments this late in the game, that's you got to do a lot of work. I switched in biotech from being in the lab to being the graphic designer. That was a weird switch. And then into marketing, and I just forced my way in. I just kept being annoying. I'm just going to start jumping in the middle of the scene. I'm going to be on the edge, and I'm just going to jump in and start tackling people in like the middle of... Like trailer! Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You will see me. Okay. Go look up the hit show, The Rookie, season two trailer. All right. And I did... I am in one of the shots. It's at minute 107 of the official season two trailer. You will see a tall woman in a mustard and ketchup attire, which means mustard she, shorts and a red, red top. A red top and yellow shorts. And then she sent me a text going, Mouse, you got to see me in this shot. I'm the ketchup and mustard lady. So I watched the entire trailer looking for a hot dog cart. I was literally looking for the lady handing out ketchup and mustard. And I was like scrubbing back and forth in slow motioning. And I couldn't find the fucking hot dog cart. I'm like, what is she talking about? I'm sorry. And in my brain, it made sense. Yeah. So don't look for the hot dog cart. No, I was there that day and they needed like someone to fill in really fast on the side they needed like a a wide-eyed looker because uh the ambulances were speeding around the corner taking in one of their dudes in the ambulance uh one of the main characters tim can you say that oh no i don't remember his name let's beep it no i can't remember this might be insider information it's not it's already oh Oh, okay i just can't remember the actor's name and i should know every character on the show it's been two years so many (laughs) more uh, turmeric and beet juice please yeah i'm all ramped up i'm all hopped up on beets (laughs) and ginger you had a sip of that that made me I think, didn't we? I had an animal that I made him lick something, and they did that same face where your tongue stays stuck and your eyes go wide, and you just kind of go, horseradish on the dog tongue. Bad stuff. Anyway, yes. So I'm in the uh, minute 107. Please, everyone, look that up. It's great. You will see me talking on the telephone. I was doing FaceTime with one mouse who was in San Diego. (laughs) I FaceTimed her. I'm like, hey, I'm in the shot right now. Look at this. And all the ambulance, because it looked like they were coming right at me. There were like three ambulances. The stunt drivers were driving really fast around the corner. And I had my FaceTime out. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. Good acting, great acting. And they knew you were in the shot, They, but they needed you there kind of as a block for anybody else who might walk by. Was that it? No, I was oh. just, um, they just needed an extra human. Okay. And they, I think all the background or something was somewhere else, and I just popped in. So, so I popped in literally for two takes, and those are the, the they used it for the shot. I love it. Wait. So I'm on the trailer and on the first season episode. Aha! It's great. Right. It's another one of my famous moments. Um where you have to pause to see me. <laughs> was it the same shot? Because they cut that yeah. from... Okay, yeah, that same shot. The one in the actual episode, the longer. 
So they don't call them. But this is my acting career. Like when I was, you know, I went and I had big high hopes and Stella Adler. I went to a two-year conservatory. I took classes and this is where I've ended (laughs) up. It's like you have to pause all these years later. So stupid. Well, I never know. It's fine though. You're paying the rent, man. You're paying the rent more than many actors are. This is a good solid job. I wanted, at some point I wanted stability and I didn't want to do an actor life back then. I was like, oh, this is awful. You have to auditions scrape it together and i didn't want to i just wanted like medical and dental yeah some people call it selling out i think i just wanted to learn what life was like to be stable because i had done like the bouncy artist life for so long yeah no that makes sense it's all fear that's what it is well it's all fear yeah stepping up getting out in front of yourself like i was saying Remember? Yeah, it is comfortable. Oh, wait, you gotta <laughs> tell that story. Oh my god, because the night when I after we met Dessa, right? I was all inspired by her because she's this rad, strong, yeah. very, you know. And I had this epiphany. Sometimes I'll have epiphanies. It happens less and less because I'm uh, I'm dead inside. But <laughs> this one, I had an epiphany. It was cool. And the next morning, I woke up. We're in the hotel room together, king size bed. So we had to sleep together for yeah, two it's nights. Like, it's, a, it's a flat little mattress, kind of low to the floor, like a platform bed. Yeah, it's all hipster. And uh, but I stood up. I was like. Joe and she was on the computer behind the bed. They have a desk behind the bed. <laughs> she was like computing, and I had just woken up. But I go, I had an epiphany. You know what? I go, this is the best, the most inspired I've been in a while. I realize after talking death that you just have to get out in front of yourself. Like, what did I say? Yeah, you, you s- have to. You have to come out from. It was really weird. It's like you woke up and said it, so it's kind of like you're still yeah. in a dream state. Like you have to, you have to stand up and get out in front of, like pull yourself out of your depression by getting up in front of yourself. And right when I said that, my foot got caught in my purse strap, <laughs> and then I. I fell on where she was computing and I fell on her desk and then it got tripped up again so I did like an extra fall and my hand came down really hard on a cardboard box so I was like you gotta get up in front of you boom and then the big loud noise you're like started cracking like what the what just happened I will never forget that that was the best piece of advice ever it was like slammed down on the pulpit and fell God struck you, wrote you down. It down somewhere. Yeah, Can you read what you said? I typed it into Is it worth doing my this? phone because Here. yeah, we need to write this into a story at some point. It was great. Oh. She wrote it down because it was ridiculous. But uh-huh. anyway, that's what happens. You know, so good. Get inspired for a second, then immediately get taken down by life. Yeah. Okay. Here's what she wrote. Jules made a profound statement about a dream. It was something that rapper said last night, and it became a dream. You have to get out in front of yourself as a speaker, as an orator. You have to push yourself up from within and almost be out in front of yourself. As she was saying this, she was standing up from bed. She took her first step to the side, started to trip. Her foot was tangled in a purse strap. Quick got the foot loose, stumbled into her second step, but stepped right on top of something unstable and fell hard, hands first, onto the table at the head of the bed, hands loudly flattening a box. In a cool retro leather letterbox, I was sitting at the table on my computer wide-eyed, and she said, I just wanted to come see what you were doing. Oh, mm-hmm, okay, I see. Because <laughs> I landed right where she was sitting, typing. <laughs> my face was right by her face. She looked at the computer screen and said that. Goes, and then, oh, okay. Any emails? Then, okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> walked off to the bathroom. I was dying. Oh, Siri. Oh, don't stop. you. Don't. Oh, such anyway, good stuff. It was great. That's some good stuff. But I was inspired yeah. for a second there. I know. I was glad to be pummeled. 
Now, stunts. Do you think that you would take classes? Do some Dick sort Siemens of... Driving School. Ooh. Who really? <laughs> that's the name. For real. Rick Siemens Driving School. Okay. Joel. But everyone says Dick. No, I just did because I thought it would be funny, but it didn't really <laughs> seem to land very well. No, that's I not funny. You. What if he's listening? What if Rick Seaman is? It's a real guy. It's Rick still Seaman. Not a joke. Rick Seaman stunt driving okay. school. David Roden told me to call Rick Seaman. Oh, good. I will. Okay. And but it's really expensive. But then you get a two-day course of what wow. it's like to be a stunt person. <gasps> driving Ooh. and uh you get a certificate in everything and then you'll know how to stunt drive and then forever are you in like a database of stunt drivers they can pull from i mean i would imagine that you probably have to prove yourself a little more than taking a two-day course yeah. as this is with crash courses in life but uh you could get your start yeah. you could t- if you really showed up and took it seriously but they teach you how to do reverse driving which is very scary like Whoa. high speed reverse driving here i'm gonna pull it up Ooh, <laughs> Um, That's cool. What about when you were in, I think it was before you went to acting school, right? Didn't you get cast in a Sega commercial and you were supposed oh, yeah. to be kind of like a uh, Lara, Lara Croft, what's her name? Yeah. Uh, Minecraft. Minecraft. Not Minecraft. I don't know. Well, it was Tomb Raider. You were supposed to be like this kick-ass Tomb Raider I was the girl. lead in a Sega video game commercial called Fighting Vipers, and I was playing the character, the lead of the... Yeah. Thing. And so I had to be in a mosh pit with the band from the Bay Area called Merv. <laughs> and their song was, I'm not your monkey boy. I'm not your little toy. And we had to dance around in a mosh pit. Are you embarrassed for No, me? yeah. For 14 hours in stiletto high heel boots. And uh. I had to be kicking and... And then one guy like wanted to be on camera. So he kept trying to like put his arm and like take me down. And he ended up. I had a piercing in my nose yes. that I put a safety pin in it. And that's part of the reason I got the gig because I could put a huge safety pin in yeah. my nose. And they ended up putting that on the character in the video game oh, after no me doing it. Hey. Hey. That's a big deal. Dick Seaman, here he is. I'm sorry, Rick Seaman. Joe, I'll take that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, here's what you learn. Do you want to know? This would be cool. Are you, do you feel like safe enough to do that? No. I would be scared. I I think the older I get, and now that I'm a mom with kids, I just can't take risks like that anymore. It feels way too weird. When I was younger, I went bungee jumping. I jumped out of an airplane. I wouldn't do that now. Yeah, so. just, I've got nothing to live for. Oh, okay, stop. the best three days of your life. Front and rear wheel drive stunt cars, slalom and obstacle courses, forward and reverse spins, safety and tech sessions, high-speed reverse driving, ND grid and chase scene setups, precision 90 and 180 degree slides, multiple car interactions, e-brake and throttle drifting, precision and commercial driving events. Dude, $2,875? No big deal. That's the other part. Ooh. That's why I haven't signed up for it yet. Ooh, let's do some crowdfunding. Maybe I'll you. just start in the parking lot with yeah. my Honda first. <laughs> yeah, with, a, with a grocery cart. Wouldn't that be great, though? Oh, wow. Wouldn't you want to know how to stunt drive? You know how they teach you? Because I watched a video. I'm also interested in the FBI. Mm. Can't join now. You have to be, in, I think, 25 to 35. It's kind of like the... Mm. Like being a pilot or something. You're getting kind of buff here, by the way. <laughs> She's, She's got big muscles. Up. But they... Uh, put on a slide i don't know what they call it but you as an fbi driver 
I saw these videos on how you learn how to drive, and they'll put some kind of device under your car that makes you slide, and what? you have to learn how to, for high-speed driving, Ooh. you have to learn how, because it's all counterintuitive. Like it's probably like driving ice it. or snow. Yeah. yeah, you turn into the turn. Turn into it. You Ooh. don't put your brakes on. You have to drift a certain way, so... They train the. It's called like a skid slider. I can't oh, remember. cool! But it's so it's like neat Lightning to watch. McQueen. You got to go left to go right. That was like a big pivotal part of the really? movie. Really? Yeah. Who's that? That was Cars. Oh. With the uh, Owen Wilson's voice and Paul Newman. He's out on that dirt. Lightning track. McQueen. They were Lightning trying to McQueen. do Steve McQueen. It's yeah. Cute. See, and he learned how to do all the old school moves and. That's my reference point. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Taking it down. So you have no cool. desire for, you're not an adrenaline junkie. No. Well, I shouldn't say that. Every once in a while, I get in the mood. and To do what? Um, you drive fast. No, I don't. I'm really, I've a gotten bit of a zipper. mellow. But I don't know, having done everything once, like, you know, the motorcycle thing and bungee jumping and all that, like. I'm not afraid of stuff, really. I don't like heights, though. That that's become. I'm starting to get the warbly stomach. Yeah, that's like a, it makes my knees weak. Like, mom, the older I get, and when my kids are around a, a high place, like we went to the Grand Canyon, and uh, they were right at the edge, man, and it's like bigger than life, and that see, I'm made even me getting it think about. Got me kind of weird. <laughs> I'm even get it think about. I can't speak. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Well, I would love to. Um, Watch you do that driving stuff. We'll go to one of those racetracks where you can. Well, that's what I was thinking. I thought you and Dave would have fun as a romantic getaway weekend because he likes to drive the fancy. You can rent a big fancy, fancy race car in Vegas, as you might know. Well, his his birthday's coming up next weekend. Why don't you do that? Some uh, last minute. I will also supervise, which means I secretly want to go and do it. Maybe we'll do it over. Thanksgiving break because that's not a lot of lead time. We already made plans, but, but. that's a cool gift too. Yeah. You could do if anyone wants to know. To do it. Maybe that's what it'll wrap yeah. up for future dates. <gasps> that's a cheap way to get out of buying a gift. Good job. That's right. It's like the coupon book. Well, cool. All right, let's go. I She's going back um, to San Diego, folks. Yeah. She's getting out of here. We'll Conference is over. Oh, back to real life. Back to life. <laughs> back to reality. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I just wanted to say. Um, Yeah, I have a garden meeting first thing in the morning. But oh, you do? Oof. I do. I know. Anyway, okay. so thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you. And Weens, thank you for being my wing girl at this conference. It was really fun. It was fun. great. We had a good weekend. I love the ladies, and I don't hang out with them. I hang out with dudes yeah. at work. It's good. And it's really nice to have... It was major that energy. I love it. Major girl power. We all support each other. And, you know, can I just say the takeaway of the whole conference was be authentic, do what you love, and don't do it for anyone else. Don't do it with the end goal in mind and just keep at it. Keep at it and and do what comes naturally to you. So that was great. I, I love that. And um, find your people. Find a good team of people that are supportive and true. And there you go. I so, like it. Win-win. All right. We will be on all of our social media. We are at Mouse and Weens on Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, um, and all the good things. So we hope to hear from you. Please call us. We have a phone number. We would love to insert little messages and things, questions that you guys have, topics you want us to talk about, um, anything. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Mouse and Weens. Mouse and Weens.
Você 